So the last thing that was happening, you guys were having a, a few drinks. So um, actually, let me go back to that then. So we could skip past that and go to the next day, or we could RP that, having a few drinks, having a conversation. I'm not suggesting you guys have that. I'm just saying that as an option. Kinda what would we like get out we of did? it? Well, uh, Talk to him for a little bit. You did for a, a half a second. Yep. And then it was basically, basically I said like you guys kind of drink into the night and just kind of, <laughs> but it's up to you. Like I said, if you guys feel like it's a national cut point, we can go the next day then. I think, I think I thought it was an, a nice cut point, but I think like, what would we, Maybe we could like gloss over what we would have talked about. Maybe something will come up and be like, yeah, maybe we should role play that out. Like what would have come up in a, in a well, like, state uh, of the world, right? Like, yeah. Like the, the whole right, world those are the, is different. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, like the information on what we've come into now that it's, what was it? Two years later? Like it's, it's so it's, in the, you, you have not been heard of for 10 years now, 10 years. Yeah. So like, what do we, we don't even, you know, like we had it in our minds to just go back to the, Tri city, tri town area. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know what is it even a thing anymore. That's ten, ten, a lot can happen in ten years, especially with the demon boy coming back. Demon boy. You're right. Yeah, he's the Rachmaninoff. Rachmaninoff. Technically, well, even though he's a tiefling, he's made his spawn of Devil Satan, boy. Satan, basically. Yeah. Okay, spawn of right. Asmodeus. Perfect. And I, I mean, I feel like we we could, right? I mean, because there would clearly be a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe it's just bullet. Maybe that's what it is. It's a short little quick little thing where like you tell us as Martine some stuff that we might might be might be interesting for decision making on our part, like whether oh, we jump oh, off the boat Mart- or not. Martine isn't just going to give it up willy nilly. You have to ask the question. Well, that's what I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I just wrestled yeah. you. Um. Yeah, I think that would be cool. All right. Yeah. So you guys are you guys are just you know sitting there having a few drinks and stuff like that, and we'll say that even Martins, crew hands, the other four in the wraps, three out of the four decide to join you, and not in a chummy way. They basically unwrap and have a drink. So you you see the because just kind of a review of what you guys did before Cravoy, you had seen that you know one of them looked like they're human after the raps were kind of doing things on the ship and you saw that one was an orc and then you actually talked to the orc because you you recognized well Let's just say you just assume that you talked to the orc because it had an orcus orcish voice that talked to you. And then one of the, so basically you have a, a human female that is unwrapped and having a drink. You have a, a orc male that is unwrapped and having a drink, which you would assume, you would assume that Kravoy, that that is tandem who you were talking to just by the, you can hear his voice as he's kind of, he's talking to the other two people that he's with, and he's not really talking at you. They're kind of sitting off to the side, enjoying themselves. And there is a, a, it's a Viaxi. Is it, it's a Viaxi? <laughs> we'll say a, a turtle. We'll say a dwarf, a dwarfle. 
<laughs> yes, a dwarf all. No, we'll say a, a dwarf that's actually unwrapped also. And they're just quietly sitting off to the side, uh, having a drink. And sitting in the corner is one of the other mummified wrapped crewmen or whatever. And they are sitting in a corner, just kind of sitting in a chair. And I don't, you can't tell if they're really paying attention to you or if they're just kind of there to themselves because they're so wrapped up and you can't really see their face. So you, and their body language doesn't really tell you what's going on. So are the three crew members sort of off on, you know, sort of here. And then the three of us are sort of here. Correct. Yeah. Okay. It's almost a thing where it, it doesn't seem like the other crew members are avoiding you. I think they're just giving you your space, basically. Like they're they're keeping to themselves. Correct. Okay. So I, I guess uh, you know, Selenar, you know, after they kind of sit in a companionable silence for a little bit, you know, sipping on ale or grog or whatever we have, he says, um, Ten years, you say, we've been gone. Many things have changed. What's what is this world like now? What what have we come back to? Martine kind of looks off into the distance a little bit. And they say to you, but also to where they're kind of looking off into the distance. Un- unfortunately, this world has not been itself lately. It It falls apart. At the seams, it a lot of unnatural things are happening. Some places where there is sun most times has seen snow. There has been times when hordes of demons have washed away lands and taken with lands with them. Earthquakes have been seen in multiple places where earthquakes are not a thing. I feel that whatever is happening is more on a global scale than on a local scale. Would you say things sort of seem uh, out of balance? Martine turns their head to you, Cravoy, and gravely nods and says, I, I, I do, I do believe you are correct. That's pretty cool. I guess. And Cravoy kind of hangs his head, maybe looks up at uh, Selenar, like, hey, so everything's still sort of out of balance, I guess, Selenar. So that's, you know, that's strange. Or is it? I I suppose it's not if... I feel like it makes sense. If, if Azathoth... Not, fuck, not Azathoth. <laughs> no! Oh, we've totally crossed different it to game. <laughs> This is not a crossover it. episode. What, what what the fuck's his name? Rocktamon? No, no, no. Asmodeus? Oh, Asmodeus. Asmodeus? Asmodeus. Um, Dr. Zaius? Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. If Asmodeus spoke the truth along with Saloon, then this this is to be expected, then, I, I suppose. Um <sighs> We had a part to play in this as well. Yeah, there's um, kind of the pawns. Just just pawns. 
right? That was our part. That, that may be, yes. Um, Martine shakes their head and they look to the ground and they say, one being causing all of this trouble. I don't, I don't believe it. I feel like, I feel like this can't be right. It, it just, it doesn't make sense. Don't you think? I don't believe it. I didn't believe it when we heard it. I didn't believe it when we were trying to be sold on it. I don't, I still don't believe it. We, um, initially were led to believe that the gem of balance was the cause of all of this. And he sort of like waves his hand, but as we were in hell, they tried to say that Rockdemon's place in the universe was somehow skewed. Uh, we had vowed to protect him and bring him back, but, uh, the decision was taken from us, and we were transported away. It's good to know that they made it here, but it seems that uh, it, it may not be for the best. There was a lot of backing behind the idea that Rockdemon was the cause of all this. It's just like, like too much, too much for me to just accept it. You know, like no questions asked. We just rocked him on, did all this, and now he has to die. I don't think that's ever uh, that that's uh, uh, that's never gonna feel or sound right to me. I still would defend him, as would I. the The gods keep their own counsel on such matters. They tell beings such as ourselves what they think we need to hear. And hope that we just accept it on the blind faith. Yes. Martine says, I agree. I feel that this partnership between Asmodeus and Saloon, I feel that that in itself speaks volumes. I feel that for something like that to actually be if if what if what we are to be told is true in itself seems like a sinister idea in itself can i make a religion check to see if i remember what saloons a lot like general alignment is not like, is she lawful good or whatever, but like, is she generally shaded towards the good side of the spectrum or like <laughs> the, the other side? Like, yeah. you know, Tiamat, obviously evil saloon. I like player thinks is more of like good aligned, but like, I don't want that to bleed over. Yeah, for sure. Go for it. All right. Uh, 17. Nice. You, are you now in our last session when Martine spoke of the gods, you spit on the gods because of believing what you believe. Now, do you, as far as Selenar's beliefs, is he a very religious man or no? I think 
that maybe in the past, because he's old. Yeah. So I think growing up, probably like, you know, whatever, you know, elvish sort of divinity, like where where that sort of stuff would have some importance in a culture that's as long lived. I think he was probably in on that, you know, as he sort of got out into the world and started adventuring, you know, there might've been some like, all right, well, this dungeon's going to be a real shit show. So like, you know, maybe say a quick prayer, you know, like a football player doing a, you know, up up to the yeah. up to the sky sort of thing you know like you know something like it's sort of like a maybe a little bit more than lip service but but kind of like lip service like hey you know you know watch my ass in here like this is this is going to be rough but then like having gone through this whole thing he's he's the spit on the ground like fuck that like they're real and they could like kill me in an instant but like fuck them because <laughs> this is bullshit (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so let's just say you kind of get a little bit of a flashback of you know maybe you know finding your your family's tomes and kind of picking through and you saw one that you thought might be interesting to read and you read about the gods and uh you find you you think that you remember in your head that as far as uh, saloon or saloon, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, she was good, but a chaotic good. Hmm. Okay. So that in itself can bring some interesting conversations. Sure, sure. I mean, his own mother, I don't want to say was keen on killing him, but seemed resolved to the fact that he must die to set things straight now. She's not evil from what I recall, but uh, her chaotic nature may bring her into alignment with ideas that maybe have no place. To me, that makes me trust her even less. And Martine kind of scratches their head a little bit and, and says, I, I have a thought. The thing that first comes into my head when I hear these stories is that if a demon from hell and a goddess from heaven are canoodling and the world itself is crumbling, wouldn't you think that there are higher powers at work? I don't think that, you know, the love, well, the lust or love or whatever you want to call it between these two beings would be the actual thing to start a cataclysm. We were made aware while we were in hell that Tiamat was imprisoned there. Is there any news of her situation? Has she still not been seen in the world? From what I hear from me telling you about the the um, partnering of Tiamat and um, wow, I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Zariel, that's right. God, I know I have a <laughs> I should never forget that name. I use it. So much. I will never you. forget that name. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. I have the I have my vow of enmity is just waiting. Oh, yeah, it just gives me advantage on everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, maybe you'll get your vengeance. Oh, <laughs> vengeance <laughs> will be Gravois. Uh, nice. So, yeah, Martin says the alliance of Zariel and Tiamat can be seen from the skies. Fortunately for this world, nothing has come of it yet. There has been no death and destruction, but from what I heard, they are lurking. They are trying to find you and your kin. So Selenar just looks to, uh, I was going to say Reggie, to Curvoy. <laughs> Reggie's here in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I can try to fight him back, but nah. the harder I beat him back, the more he, harder he gets, much before he gets through. We, uh, we have some unfinished business, business with Zahariel. Yes, 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 we do. Of <laughs> course. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, so you know, I'm hoping that I, I, I'm hoping that we will have that chance. And he looks at Martine as if to say, "Like, will you give us that chance?" <laughs> and it, I'm glad you said that. So, and as soon as you look over to Martine's face, their f- smile goes wide, and Whoa. and they say. I am always up for a challenge. Provoid sort of leans back, and I'm, I am, of course, assuming that I am between Martine and Selenar. And I just like, oh, thinking that he was, he was like, is he looking at Selenar because of before? With, should I leave? <laughs> <laughs> well, a challenge, I guess, we'll all have. And Cravoy raises an empty mug. I'll need a mug before we cheers what I just said. But Martine actually gives you a look like, why are you raising a? Yeah, because a, I want. I, yes, it's because of I wanted to fill it, <laughs> and I, I wanted to do a cheers. I yep. thought that was yeah. So they they fill they fill up all all of your mugs, and then even even at that point, the other three that are unsheathed come. Oh come towards you with their glasses held high also and you come to a come to a cheers point staring right in the eye of Cravoy to wait for his oh oh sorry uh, a challenge we shall have and he phrases it uh also what what do they what do they look like without the bandages on is it just a stid the is it cuz they're mummies i mean mummy was used loosely but i didn't um yeah so they <clears throat> So they look, they look normal. They look, you know, a normal, normal human female, a normal orc, a normal dwarf. Okay. You know, they just, they just looked more formidable when they were wrapped up in their, in their garb with that symbol of, of Martine's on the face, basically. I want. Hmm. <laughs> hey, I want a lot of things, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> no kidding. Is it a perception check? Some sort of check? No, it's not a perception check. To perceive. <laughs> not a perception check. I'm just trying to think of 
Okay, so Cravoy, as you do the cheers, your your one of your knuckles touches the dwarf's hand as you're doing the cheers, and you immediately suck in your whole mind goes into blackness. Not again. <laughs> and um for a half a second you're in blackness but then you get sucked back into a scene and it's it's like when you know when a movie when somebody puts the actors uh they put like that weird camera shoulder thing on there you know and oh. you can see what yeah, okay, they're yeah, seeing yeah. and stuff like <laughs> that you know? yeah exactly and you are quite a few inches sh- uh, shorter than you are at the moment and you are running for your life you are running through the mud you're running through the muck you can see uh, arrows hitting all around you and you, you hear screams from all around you And you are still running, and you turn your face, and you look to see who's behind you, and you see this you see this hooded rider, and you see within the, uh, it's black, they're wearing black everywhere, and they're, they're riding this, like, Clydesdale that also looks dark as night, and you're like, and you can't believe that this horse is like this, and you even look, and you look to the top, and they're they actually have a unicorn horn and it is also black but it's also dripping from the top of it and so he's he's run this this person is running away from this being and you see this being conjure up fire from its hand and throw it to the right of them and you realize that the person you've been that you're running with is a young female dwarf and she gets engulfed in flame and is in writhing in pain on the ground and you are scared for your life and you turn back to your front and you are running as fast as you can as fast as you can and then you blop out of that existence and come back into your existence as Cravoy. uh on the floor uh the the, the stool is broken and uh, he's sweating and he's writhing and oh no 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 not again oh, oh. everything is just tight and ah and he looks up at the dwarf and uh, he just looks at him in a way where the dwarf knows that he knows can I do that <laughs> can I look at him in a way who who was it Ooh, who, who was it the dwarf kind of looks at you and 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 like it's very puzzled and is just kind of like tilts his head a little bit and says, "Excuse me." <laughs> the dwarf <laughs> being chased by the unicorn rider and they engulf them in flames, in flames, and he's staring kind of like strained at the dwarf, like 
Tell me! His eyes, like, bug out. And he's, he's a, and he starts backing up a little bit. He says, what? What are you talking about? Cravoy drops his head, uh, and just, she's just breathing heavily. <sighs> I saw a dwarf. Like you. Dwarf woman engulfed in flames. There was a rider. And that's all he says. He he gets to his feet and I'm sorry about the chair, Martine. And uh sort of picks up all the wood <laughs> of the stool. <laughs> nice. And, then, and that's uh, all he says about it. The dwarf doesn't seem like he gets it. Because okay. Gravoy wants to stop thinking about it. Yeah. Martine kind of uh walks away from you and takes the the dwarf off to the side. And you see them kind of chatting between each other. And you you kind of hear they kind of get a little bit more heated and you you know, you kind of hear the dwarf go, well, How does he how does he even know? And uh Because my third eye is open. <laughs> He says and, uh, shittily. As if anybody knows what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about. Yeah, no kidding. And he, uh, the the dwarf kind of gets a little gets a little miffed at gets a little miffed at Martine. And because everyone's been drinking now, sometimes drinking can lead to a little bit more emotions than usual. And Martine opens the galley door and kind of forces him out. And uh, and just kind of is basically just kind of makes him get some fresh air. And uh, Martine comes up to you, Cravoy, and kind of picks up kind of the the stool as you're kind of picking up too, and doesn't tries to not. You can tell that Martine is actually trying not to touch you. You can tell that you know as soon as you grab something, they'll go for something else. You know, if you drop something, they'll wait for it to clank and then they'll pick it up. And Martine kind of looks you dead in the eye and says, "You, you have the gift." Oh, I, it feels like a great gift, Martine. I am so blessed to have received this gift. And you see Martine kind of flash anger in, in their eyes and then they kind of shake their head and they go, I wasn't, I wasn't being. No, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Look at <laughs> death was dead. Okay. We, why we saw death die. Oh, now all of a sudden he's in my, is it she, she, she they in my head. He looks at Selenar when he says that he goes, Selenar. Death is talking to me now. Does that make any sense? I hate this. It it, it doesn't. I mean, and not to me. Uh, so you you're able to see people's pasts now. I I guess I don't know. He the dwarf. He didn't seem. To, I'm sorry. What's the dwarf's name? Martine. I didn't catch it while I was watching his friend burn to death. His name is Krom. Okay. So Krom didn't seem to know what I was talking about. So maybe it's not, maybe I don't know, but I touched him. I touched his skin. Martine looks at you and says, Krom knew exactly what you were talking about. You looked into the mind 
of his pain, the mind of death. You, you have the gift of death within you. Does it? You can't. All right. Yes. The gift of death. That's it's good. That's the name of my high school uh, grunge band album. That's that's. Uh, if you catch it, you see you see Martin shaking his head just like, <laughs> like fuck. You see Martin kind of look off to the side, look off to the side again, and and Martin looks at you, Cravoy, again, and says, "I, I, I, I have studied ways of death and destruction through different things. Tell me how you did you." ever come in contact with death physical contact it actually you know what he wheels on Selenar and says hey did we ever touch that guy I I don't recall I honestly don't remember <laughs> alright roll a perception check both of you with disadvantage because you're both drunk I mean he gave me no no that was Morgan Morgan gave me that super cool whip perception let's see I I do recall charging her before we left that plane, but I don't know that I made contact. I thought, yeah, I kind of figured that they just sort of like warped away because they're death and they can just do anything. And, you know, yeah. So my my perception gets me to a thirteen. Totally. Okay, uh, Cravoy, you vaguely remember that the re- the way to get home was through her she did make contact with you she said speak the words and you will be home and then unfortunately you two did not make it but from what you can gather your family morgan and rockdamont did typical okay yep except it's 10 years later now and everything's gone to shit so you know who you thanks death (laughs) no no you know what no one that's awesome he's just <laughs> he's talking just, he's like talking the, off to the, the side yeah, everyone's right, like, just like okay he's talking to death he's got the death he's got the, uh, the, the, the seeing of uh, the third eye he's talking to himself in riddles no one's no, yeah, no, well it, just, it hits on that yeah that was that was contact and then he did that's when he just spouted off what he just said okay that was just everything's nuts not everything's this is upside down again but we're not even in hell so now it's just sort of like hell, you know, uh, on earth. <laughs> yeah. So Selenor looks at Martine and says, it is less a gift than it is a curse. Favoy points at Selenor. Yep. That. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Martine even smiles too. Like Martine is even like, they, they are like, Obviously, that's what I was saying. You know, it was more facetious than anything. You know, they call it the gift, but no one, yeah. no one ever really considers it the gift. Listen, we're all flapping around a lot of facetiousness all over the place here. I get that. It's just, it's very, it's strange. I'm trying to make light of this uh, because I don't know how to just take it in stride, you know? So I don't, you know, I don't mean any offense by being sort of, you know, Ugh flippant about it it's kind of the only way i know how to deal with shit so so selenor reaches across the table to cravoy and puts his hand out ah cravoy actually tries to 
actively avoided as now he's going to start getting jumpy at physical touch. Spoilers. Foreshadowing. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> he tries to move his hand, but I don't think he's quick enough to get... I think I think Selenar would be... Oh, able to... I love this. Let's do an opposed yes. dexterity yeah. I mean, I would, like to, I would like to nominate myself for disadvantage on the check because oh. I am distracted. I would love well, that, too. Well, before we roll, he's not, like, darting a hand out to, like, fucking grab you. He, like, put he extends his hand across the table to you for you to take it to see what happens. Yeah, and he sees it out of his periphery and tries to not allow it. I, th- I think you could just pull your hand away, though. I don't, I don't okay, all right. Like, he's all he's right. not, no, like, actively trying to... Like, I did, I have, did. No, you shake my hand. You touch my hand. I did I turn that into I would into love a, an opposed yeah. check on that. That just sounds, like, worthless and yet fun. No, we don't have to do that. <laughs> Worthless and fun. That sounds... Sounds like every one of my characters. Um, so, yeah. So he would move his hand out of the way and look at Selenar and just... No, 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 no. No, no. I can't. We can't do the physical thing, right? Like skin. I apparently I'm. Everything's just happening where I just I'll just see something awful that I don't know about your past, and I don't you know as much as I love you. I don't want to go there uh, right now after just seeing my friend. I mean the door of Crom's friend burned to death. See that? Like I said, my friend. This is sucks. (laughs) This is sucks. So he leaves his hand for a moment and then he pulls it away and he nods and he says, I understand. Recruvoy uh, is very uneasy. Martin kind of sees that whole thing too and and uh, they look at Cravoy again and Martin says, from what I've heard of the gift, be very careful with your with your anger with your fear because i i've from the stories i've heard those can be detrimental to you as being a unexpected weapon oh okay i get it this is like a sick joke from death where like now I have to seek out the last person who had the gift of death. You know, I'm I so I'm a weapon now or is someone trying to find me to make me a weapon. Is that what it is? And then he apologizes. I'm sorry. I don't think you actually know these 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 answers, Martin, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just frustrated. I don't like seeing all this stuff. Um and I have to I guess find a better way of coping with it. So I'm sorry. Again. And uh Martin kind of looks at you and says, you, if you will trust me and be a part of my crew as I try to get you back home, I will do everything in my power to try to figure out how this gift can be lifted. Uh, Look, and nothing against... Your crew, but do do we have to wear those wraps? Not if you don't want to. Wait, do they want to? I I don't. Martin kind of looks at you, kind of almost hurt. I feel like maybe no. I, I don't really. 
Yeah, I, I was just more of a question. I I uh, uh I don't mean anything by it. It was just more like a I yeah. didn't know that, you know. Yeah, uh, Bartine says I don't force anyone to do what they don't want to do. Oh, right. Yeah, it was just a curiosity thing because, like, I had already spoken with Tandem, and Tandem seemed pretty cool. And, uh, I mean, everything seemed great. I'm just, it's very curious to me because they're, those raps are just kind of like working on their own. I'm talking a lot because I'm, I've had some ale and I really am just kind of worried about this whole gift of death thing. So I'm trying to, you know, project that uh, out there by just constantly talking and throwing nonsense out. I'll stop now. <laughs> Martin laughs and they say, I don't, I don't, I see, or God, what's the thing I'm trying to think of? I don't, I will, God damn it. Seriously, words. Why does this always happen to me? I have a brain. My brain doesn't Happens to me too. You're not alone. It's fine. (laughs) Basically, Martinez tells you that, of course, you shouldn't just blindfully jump into what they have and what's around, but they assure you that what they're doing is for good. It's not for forcing people to do something that they don't want to do. You know, that they're they're even though they're all different, they all come from different areas and that, you know, the the look of them being wrapped up in these wraps and stuff like that is scary. <laughs> that it's it's nothing that's been forced upon them. That they are all there on their own volition to help Martine make things a little bit better in the world, even though it may not be by means that people aren't are used to because they may use a little bit more force than other people may. So that's what Martine is basically conveying to you. Gravoya hears it all and it nods and, and yes, I, um, yes, I, I, I do believe that I, uh, what 100% believe that I, I see that now I, and he looks at Selenar sort of, I would be happy to at least until, we can get back home, be a part of, of your crew in whatever way I can. I don't know how to sail <laughs> too much. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say in, in um, uh, we will, we will help in whatever way we can. We uh, don't want to be a burden. If you are going to aid us in our journey, then we will be uh, more than happy to help. Do what needs to be done. And uh, Martine and the rest of the crew that are there that aren't that aren't in the rap still kind of smile a warm smile, like a almost like a welcoming to the family, basically. And um, Martine goes to put their hand on. Selenar and even hesitates there and kind of looks to both of you and says I'm very 
glad to hear it. I, after what has happened previously at our first few conversations here, I didn't know what to expect. I, it wasn't that I wanted to just think that you two would be up for what is going on here just on merit. So I'm very glad that you've decided to help us. And in response, we will definitely be willing to help you. <laughs> so if, if he sort of left and sort of hanging, like Selenar would give him like the forearm fucking shake. And he says, uh, I apologize for my previous behavior. We uh, have been through much and did not know what to expect when we awoke. Uh, that we awoke at all was a surprise. My my task is yet to be finished. We have traveled many miles and apparently many planes. So okay, so let's just say I think I think well, unless you guys have anything else that you want to talk about, I think we could kind of wrap up the fun drinking and nightmares of people getting burned and stuff unless you guys had anything else you were curious about no i'm just afraid of physical contact now (laughs) i mean i think someone would be interested in the in the whole rap situation like how did that come about like what the fuck is Mm. that but i I mean you could probably wait I i don't know that it's like super important it just to say, I mean, the raps seem to do all the work, and I'm, you know, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's like, go at, maybe it's, a, we could use it as weapons, you know, like octopus. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you you could be the octopus now. That could be your like your, uh, you'd be squid in the octopus. You could go on. You can go on adventures. Squidopus, squidopus, and squidfried. That's right. Buddy cop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys call in a night or are you going to press further? I guess we're probably call it a night. With, sure? Maybe with a caveat, but we do want to kind of know about those reps. Okay. It's very, very cool, but we're just, I need to not touch anyone. Okay. Well, we'll probably learn about that in the future. So let's just say you guys, uh, you guys have your own sleeping quarters you're able to go to sleep for the night, sleep off um uh basically drifting away in the on the ocean on a big thing of driftwood and lots of drinking and arguing and stuff like that. So you guys sleep soundly through the night. <laughs>